Welcome to the Tarot Coven cast. Real people, real talk, real magic. Hello out there, lovely listeners, and welcome to the Tarot Coven podcast. I'm your host, Jasmine. I'm Jesse, And I'm Jekinovia. This time on the show, we're back. It's season two. Welcome back, listeners. Welcome back, Coven. It's so exciting to be here. We've got a packed show for you. We're going to be catching up with each other, sharing some spooky stories to get super hyped for Samhain and Halloween. We're going to draw some cards for November and a lot more. But first, we have some news. I'm sure you noticed that a very special voice was missing from our intro and Unfortunately, Elena won't be joining us for some of season two, and she wanted us to share this message with all of you. I'm taking a quick break to focus on motherhood, school, and work, but I'll be back as soon as I can. I'm always down to chat tarot and anything witchy through my main Instagram page, and I still plan on popping in and vibing with you all when I can. So we wish Elena the best as she starts a new journey with school, and we can't wait for her to return. I'm so proud of her. I know. So proud of her. Yes. I mean, I miss her, obviously. I know. She has been sharing some amazing card draws. So if you're not following, do, because that's a great way to stay in the loop with Elena, for sure. And she always has the best stories too. Like she, sometimes I, when I wake up in the morning, I will go immediately to Elena's stories and just have a good cackle, a good morning cackle. Oh my gosh. Cracks me up. Yeah. Oh my The funniest, the funniest things. I don't know where she comes up with all these, but there's no need to follow a thousand accounts. You just follow hers and you'll get your morning laugh. Exactly. Because she always has the best accounts to share, but then she also makes the best comments on what she's sharing. So (laughs) Go follow her over there. But for now, we're just going to do a little catching up with each other, a little, you know, how I spent my summer vacation kind of thing. So did either of you want to kick things off? I don't mind getting us started, but I, I, I feel like both of you have better news to report. So maybe we can like sandwich my Scorpio sadness in between or something. (laughs) Oh, Jekinovia, I nominate you. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, it was a, a packed summer. I'm, I've got, I launched two separate businesses. One is a creative collaboration pro, uh, project with a dear friend of mine, which was a whole lot of fun. And then also, too, I launched my own private business doing you know, manifestation services for, for private clients, which was good. And there was a lot of lessons learned. I mean, I learned a lot about surrender. Um, you know, uh, July 15th frost that killed my garden. That was oh. a that was a big lesson in surrender yeah. for sure. Um, I learned how to overcome that fear of being on camera, which I mean, to some people doesn't seem like a big deal, but for me, that was huge. So, and then also kind of stemming from that, I lost all concern about what anybody thought about me. And I dyed my hair like amethyst purple. It's Woo-hoo! not just a little purple. And it is it gorgeous. Is it is so you. It's so like, I'm looking pretty. at your beautiful picture right now and I'm like this is so this is the real you yeah I feel like it is I've wanted to do it since high school so finally I did it and I wish I would have done it before so 
anybody who's thinking about expressing themselves, just do it. It feels so good. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's so pretty with your eyes. It's just perfect. I'm so glad you went for it. Me too. Me too. Well, I guess that's, uh, or is it Scorpio Scorpio sadness? Yeah. Here I come. Here I come, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you subscribe to my newsletter, you might know a little bit about this already, but just like back in June, I started feeling just really burnt out and really uninspired. And I, I wasn't really sure why. And I had already planned, you know, like we were taking a hiatus from the podcast. I was taking a break from my other TV podcast and I took a break from, you know, a, a mostly a break from Instagram, mostly a break from all screens in general, which I do think really helped. And I, I wound up just sitting outside every day, like really just enjoying the sun. I thought I was going to read a lot or you know, do a lot of tarot or something, but I just sat outside and just like stared at the sun. And that was really nice. That was really relaxing, rejuvenating. But I guess I had kind of hoped that it would, that I would return to everything like so inspired and have so many ideas and just like, you know, wiping the slate or wiping my brain clean with like, then, you know, all of a sudden all these things would be populating and I was just going to come back to it. But Really, I came back feeling kind of the same way, except just more awake and not as burnt out. But I don't know. So I I just been having this nagging feeling for a while that like something I'm doing is not right. Certain things that I'm doing are not bringing me joy. And like, I'm very lucky that I get to really pick and choose the projects that I want to work on in this life. Like I have a partner who really just supports me in everyday life and so the way I look at it is when I'm doing something, it's usually for free. And if it's not bringing me joy, it's got to go because what's the point, right? And I wish that we could all live like that. I hope we can all live like that as much as possible. But so I'm kind of in this phase right now and I have been for a while and I've been really sort of scared to like talk about it. But I think about writing and like that's my whole thing and it has been my whole thing for so long. But I don't think I'm a writer, guys. I don't think that's for me. I don't think that's where I'm going. And I just looked at all these projects that I was doing and I just, none of it was making me happy. So I almost really hastily changed my Instagram handle the other day. And then I was like, no, 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 let me like come up with something solid before I just go and do that. But yeah, so I don't know, like doing podcasts always brings me just the most joy. Like this is so much fun. I think I started working on the season two schedule like in August even though we don't come out until October, because I was like, this is what makes me happy. Let me just get going on it. And so, yeah, so that's where I'm at. And it's been a tough couple of months. It's been a tough year. 2020 has been nuts for so many people. And so I think I I wanted to express all of this because like listeners, if you're not okay, it's okay. Like just take your time, show yourself some grace. This has been a wild year. And if you are feeling a transition or if you're feeling like you know, you got to change what you're doing or or whatever it is, like, just give yourself the space if you can to do it as much as possible. And like, don't hate on yourself, be kind to yourself. And, and yeah, I don't know. So, and, and also let's just blame Mars and Saturn for all these weird aspects that they're making with each other. Okay. They're squaring right now. It's not fair. Like, come on, fuck off sky. Let's, let's ease up a little bit. Uh, but yeah, so that's where I'm at. That was my summer vacation, but you know what? We're almost at Scorpio season. So things are looking up. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You'll be back home in Scorpio season. Mm -hmm, Well, I, I love, I, I love the authenticity and just, you know, I think we get into this 
I don't know, the society makes us feel like we have to have it all figured out. Like once you are an adult or, you know, you kind of know what you're supposed to do. And life is a journey of discovering these things. And while we have these gifts and you certainly are a gifted writer, um, but that, yeah, it's not the only way that we would define you. And that's a tool you might set down for a while and pick it back up later on when the right, you know, inspiration strikes and, and you are so gifted with the podcast and, oh my gosh, I have so many, I'm like, you should be doing voiceover work. You should be doing this, 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 and you know, it's, it's a gift for sure. And, um, I just, whatever, yes, keep following what brings you joy. Um, I've certainly started to think about that. I think if you haven't, at least had some sort of an inner dialogue over the last few months about what needs to go. <laughs> You're just not alive on this planet right now. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I, I co-sign that 100%. So what about you? How was your summer vacation? Well, the summer vacation seemed to start very early for my children. Uh, back in March, <laughs> it was like we just, everyone was on summer vacay. And, um, but it was actually really a beautiful summer of, of slowness for us. I have two adult children. So getting them prepared for college or university and was really trying to soak up the last few weeks. That's why I also took a social media cleanse in August. And, you know, while I missed a lot of the conversation and the learning that goes on, especially in the tarot community, it was really good to just disconnect because you don't realize how much you're, you know, looking at the screen or if you've got a spare moment, just kind of grabbing the phone and it's just habit. And if there's nothing wrong with it, but it's just nice to take a break. And what that did do was allow me to take some courses that I had been interested in. So I ended up getting my Reiki one and my Reiki two attunements, which I was really excited about and have just kind of discovered that there's a lot about body intelligence, emotional intelligence, and energy healing that I'm so fascinated by. So I'm sure there'll be a lot more learning uh, to do with that. And then I really was inspired by Jekinovia. And, you know, in the past I've had gardens, but this year I was like, you know what, I'm going to make it my focus. And we built boxes. Um, This is a house that we've only been in. We weren't in here for the growing season last year. So it was kind of brand new to the yard and figuring out, you know, what would work. And, um, so the, I guess the result of my gardening experiment is I absolutely loved it. I have plans to completely take over a whole other side of my yard next year. I've been learning a lot from just, you know, I mean, I'm a big fan of Dr. Zach Bush and he talks about food security. It's like, if you Mm. have food security, that's, that's wealth really, when you can create your own food and just touch the ground and be part of that, that, uh, this micro um, cosm that we're at doing the be- the most that we can in our small space on this planet to rejuvenate the soil, be touching our biome and eating nutritive dense food. Right. Um, and doing what we can to help those in our community that may not have access to that. So I'm really inspired by that. Ended up taking a, a what's called a green yoga class. So it's all about this connection to you know, the yogic lifestyle, which really is about our environment and how we care for our earth and our planet. So that's been fun. And then of course, just diving deeper into the rabbit hole with my Ayurvedic studies and taking some time for art as well. So really try to nurture the creative side. Yeah. But then, yeah, there were moments where things seemed a little, you know, it's like, what can I do? Oh, it's overwhelming. But honestly, the best 
lesson that I kind of came uh, into my awareness was there's so much out there that is a distraction. I, I just have to focus on what brings me joy. So that key message that you connected to, I think Jack Canovia was right there and, you know, her, it's like, what brings us joy? We have to release what we can't control and do our, our best work in making ourselves happy and contributing our gifts to the world. Yeah, as much as possible, you know, and while I wasn't gardening, I did over the past like four months, my house has become a small jungle. I just keep buying plants. Um, but I, and I've never been like such a plant person, but it's really it's really happened this year. Like I'm looking at like four or five plants on my desk right now. And <laughs> I think every morning I wake up, I spend like 45 minutes just making sure I put them in the light or I'm getting them outside if they need it. I'm seeing who needs water. I'm touching the soil. It's like that's my new morning routine. And I don't know. That was never me before, but that's who I am now. So I like it. But <laughs> it feels so good, though, right? Like just having that connection, the green, greenness around you. It just feels so good. It's like you're in your element. Oh, totally. Well, yeah. So congrats on your Reiki courses, Jesse and Jackanovia. I mean, your businesses, both that you started this summer, so amazing. And did you do you mentioned magic, but not by name? Oh, that's true. I didn't say the name. Yes, it's magic. So it's just, it's like witchy clothing and like mugs, just really cool designs that were coming Amazing up designs. And yeah, it's just fun. It's bringing me joy. Good. It is so fun. I've got a long list. I know. Going, so. Yeah. Everyone See, and with a out. birthday coming up, I'm like, yep, I know what I want. <laughs> Scorpio season. Yes. It's like a Scorpio season shop. I can hook you up. Yay. Yeah. It's such a cool site. Go check it out. I mean, the links are all on your Instagram page. So, so many cool designs and like on so many different things, like you can, you know, pillows, sweatshirts, tank tops, mugs, journals, anything. So exciting. Okay. Well, now we're going to do a little segment that I think we're going to do moving forward throughout the season. I don't know. We'll see how it goes tonight. We'll see what you guys think, listeners. But I, uh, we're, we're going to do a thing where we each ask each other a few questions and I don't know if we've mentioned this before, but I mean, we've only known each other for about a year. I mean, maybe not even a year, maybe by the time this episode comes out, it will be that full year. I know we all knew each other last year during Scorpio season. Cause I was doing the Scorpio season tarot challenge and we were having meetups and stuff, but there's so much that we still don't know about one another. You know, like we have this amazing bond that I think we just think we've known each other for a lot longer, but totally still it feels so that much. way. Yes. But then there's still so much where it's like Jekinovia brought up something earlier today and just sort of assumed that we all knew. And we were like, oh, I don't think we do know this about you, though. But it just felt like that would be something that we would know. It just feels like we've known each other for our whole lives. So it's just exactly. Get sometimes that we have to fill in the gaps. Because, you know, 30 some odd years of my life, I didn't know you guys yet. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, we thought it would be fun for you guys to get to know us a little bit better. So, yeah. So we're just going to ask each other a couple of questions. Um, I can kick things off if you guys like. Yeah, let's do it. So I have the same questions for both of you. And whoever wants to answer first, just go ahead and, and hop in. But my first overall question is, What's your favorite genre or genres of music? And do you have a favorite all-time song or a favorite current song? 
Well, I know Jackanobia was thinking about this, so maybe I'll go <laughs> um, give you a few more seconds there. I have always been a very eclectic music lover. In fact, I remember being really young, like five years old, and listening to NPR and wanting to listen to classical music, which I think looking back on that, I'm like, okay, that's not the norm. Most kids don't do that, <laughs> but I've always loved music so much. And uh, because of that, there is quite an abundance. I will say that if I have a, a genre that I listen to most right now, it is EDM. And I'm not a, a shame to say Incredible. that I love club music so much. And I've got some great playlists. I, who knows? I don't have to share a few playlists yes. on here. But then on the, I feel like I'm so, such a dichotomy because on the other end of that, if I'm needing a super chill morning or I just need to like have this Zen moment, I love listening to Gregorian chants. And I just, there's, Whoa. I think I was a monk in another lifetime. I've loved them ever since I was young. Like there's just something about the Gregorian chanting that just, you know, when you you imagine just being in this old historical cathedral and, and just this, the music that comes through, like it just totally gets into my soul. And I know it's so wild, but hey, maybe check it out if you haven't listened to it. It's it's really kind of mystical, cool. So that is not at answer. all where I expected your answer to go. You know, we had kind of talked in a previous meetup about your love of EDM and that stuff, but that's the Gregorian chant thing. I didn't see that coming. I love it. Well, and I also really love boys choir. I know it's crazy, okay. but I love the sound of children yeah. singing it is so pure and beautiful. It's, yeah, it's kind of a religious experience for me when I right listen on. to that kind of music. Well, yeah, I think like maybe in the show notes or something, or maybe on Instagram, when we promo this episode, we should share some artists that we really like from all of these different genres that we're talking about. So I will for sure. So how about you, Jackanobia? Oh, wait, your song, your song, Jesse. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, so my favorite song, like when I hear it, it just takes me back and I could listen to it a thousand times. It doesn't matter is an 80s song and it's Take On Me by AHA. Oh my God. That's amazing. Love it. Love that song. Yes. That was so okay, good. Sorry, but for its time, that video for that song. <sighs> amazing. Yeah. It's classic. Oh, and I've listened okay. to it probably thousands and thousands and thousands of times. Yeah. It never gets old. Total classic. Yeah. True. Well, this was a really hard question for me. Okay? So I grew up in a very musical family. So everything like my grandfather and such, like it was bluegrass and, and old country music. And I mean, like well, some of my earliest memories are learning how to square dance. So I mean, same. Is, ah, high five. So weird. <laughs> you both are square dancers. Not anymore. Yes. Not anymore. Uh-uh. Oh, I love it. I love it. Amazing. So hey, that's fair. I just fell out of it. Like when I moved. Wait a minute. I'm the one that lives in Idaho. I should be that's the square so dancer. <laughs> <laughs> but I am not. Oh, that's awesome. But you know, I mean, I remember falling asleep as a child. And of course, every time the family gathered, everybody had their guitars and my grandfather played. Musical, and like, that's just what I grew up with. So that, I mean, could be, I guess, considered one of my favorite genres. Um, but I also, I mean, I grew up in the 90s. I love almost all 90s music I like everything and like early 2000s yes I love the oldies like you know 50s 60s I love my 30s and 40s 
I love my Celtic music. Like, I mean, there's no one genre that I like more than the other. And like, that's why I struggled so much. Yeah, <laughs> that's one. fair. Um, but right now, the one song I've had on a lot, and it's, I think mostly because it really resonates with me, what's going on like in the world right now. And it's called um, Sons and Daughters of Robin Hood. And it's by Dave the Bard. Okay. And it's, I mean, he wrote it for a specific protest that he was attending. And if you ever, if you look it up on YouTube, he actually diffused a really tense situation between the protesters and the authorities there with that song. He literally grabbed his guitar before anything could erupt, started singing this song and diffused the whole thing. It was just like, it gives me goosebumps even talking about it. I was just going to say, I just, just got goosebumps. Yeah. But uh, this song, it's just so on point. And I just, I love it. I love it so much. Oh, that's amazing. That's a great pick for 2020. Yeah. Ooh. All right, Jasmine. So you're a lover of creative expression with words and scripts, meaning both books and your writing and television, of course. So if you were to offer recommendations to our audience, what are your top three books that you've read in your lifetime and your top three television series of all time? And I think Jack and Ovi and I could probably guess one, if not <laughs> maybe one more of your uh, TV loves. But yeah, I'm curious to see what I, I know you're an avid reader. So what do you got for us? Yeah, I feel like if you have spent any time in social circles with me or just even on social media, you probably know that Twin Peaks is like my favorite show ever of all time. Uh, so there's one for sure. And I, I think like if you're into if you're into this podcast, I think there's a chance that you might like Twin Peaks because it really does deal a lot with magic and supernatural and um, it, it's got some really wild stuff that happens that makes you think about life and um, I think on my other podcast, we're going to attempt to do a tarot and Twin Peaks crossover type thing. So I'll have more details on that in maybe a couple of months, but stay tuned. Oh my so, gosh, I am intrigued. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like a journey through the major arcana or something, but um, <gasps> that's all I can say right now. Uh, but besides that, I also really like a show called The Leftovers. It was, it's just three seasons aired on HBO and it was, it's based off of a book. But it really kind of went its own way after it dealt with the or after it finished with the source material. And essentially, it's about two percent of the world's population disappears. And we follow the survivors and how they deal with that. And there's no reason like there's no reason given why these people disappear. There's no answers. So it's a lot about dealing with grief and and not finding closure or finding your own closure. It's about the stories we tell ourselves to get through grief. It's a really, really beautiful show. And it actually ends, each season ends on such a hopeful note. So that's what keeps me going throughout all the, the pain that that show has, but it's definitely worth it. Um, and then the third show, it's a more recent show. It's called Dark and it's a Netflix series. It's a German series, so you can do subtitles or dubbing. Um, and I, again, I think if you're into magic and, and tarot and thinking about time in a nonlinear way, Dark is definitely for you. It's it's a wild, wild show. I don't want to say anything really about it because it's just a journey you kind of have to go on. So, so that's for TV. For books, one of my favorite, so I almost said just this one trilogy would count as the three books, but I'll ha I have two other ones that I'm going to let you guys in on. But oh, good. There's this trilogy by Margaret Atwood called the Mad Adam trilogy, and it's kind of sci-fi. It's kind of like post-apocalyptic. Um, each book 
is from a different narrator's point of view. So you get to see how this big event has affected a large population of people. And it's just so well written. Um, It could really definitely be a television show or a film. Like, I think it would be hard to adapt, but it would be interesting to see how they would adapt it. But it's such, if you're into sci-fi, if you're into... um, Yeah, like, I guess that's the best way I would explain it. It's like, it's definitely futuristic. um, But I think it also, I think there, I want to reread it this year, because I think that I could probably make some parallels between what's happening now, though we're not post-apocalyptic. But, you know, we we were apocalypse light there a couple months ago. So, uh, but that's a great trilogy, the Mad Adam trilogy. And then I've got two nonfiction books that are both more recent, actually. And I feel like Listeners, you're going to be really into these ones. So the first one is called Waking the Witch by Pam Grossman. And if you don't know Pam, she also has a show, uh, The Witch Wave. And it's an excellent podcast. This this book is basically just about like witches in pop culture, essentially, and and literature and history. And it's a really interesting um it's a really interesting trip through the history of witches, essentially. And it was the book that made me feel like, oh, yeah, I can claim the title of witch. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. And I am a witch. So I really highly recommend that one. And then the third one is also sort of about witches, but it's more of a memoir style. It's called Initiated, and it's by uh, Amanda Yates Garcia. And this is more of a personal story about how she really came into her craft and um it's it's basically her whole life up until the age that she is now and just like how she kind of fell out of her practice and found her way back to it. It's a it's a really powerful story. Both Pam and Amanda are fantastic writers. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll link all of these in the show notes for sure. But thanks for oh, that question, I'm Jesse. Intrigued. That was so fun. Yeah, I can't wait to add those to my list. So yeah. awesome. Well, um, Jack and Ovia, maybe we have a question for you. So... We were talking about witchdom, um, and I know you identify as a practicing pagan druid. So from your perspective, and I've heard you explain this before, but I thought it would be fun to pull it into the podcast for anyone who hasn't heard you talk about this. But what are the key differences between druidry and the Wicca movement? Okay. Well, a disclaimer, I've never practiced Wicca, so I'm speaking only from what I've observed from friends of mine who practice it. So it may not be the, you know, complete and total kit and caboodle that goes with it. That was such a Canadian thing to say. I'm very sorry about that. (laughs) No, never be sorry. Let the Canuck Um, shine through. (laughs) Um, Okay. So I would say that one of the main differences between the two, because they're very, very similar in a lot of ways, but one of the main differences would be that um, Druidry tends to stick a lot to the Celtic um, deities and Celtic traditions and things, you know, so Gaul, Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, present day countries. And I find Wicca, they adopt a lot. They adopt pretty much any deity of other traditions. They don't really have, I shouldn't say rules because the rules is the wrong word, but like, I I find that they're more open to attracting those types of connections, which is perfectly fine. It's just not for me, you know? Um, And another thing I've noticed is that Wicca um, they they put a lot of emphasis on goddess and sometimes god worship, but a lot of deity worship. And with druidry, although we do, I shouldn't say we because everybody's different, but I know that I recognize deity. Of course, I have a matron and a patron, but most of our focus is more on observing nature, observing the cycles of nature, finding out for ourselves where we fit into it. There's 
there's not a whole lot of dictation as to, you know, these are the tenets and this is how, this is what you follow. These are the rituals. These are the ceremonies. We have to figure it out for ourselves. We have to do our own research and internalize it, consider it, see how it applies and then create it ourselves, I find. And there's a lot of focus on history and ancestry and gleaning your own wisdom rather than, you know, reading from books or learning from elders. And so there's not a whole, there's, it's not really a closed practice with Druidry. It's like Wicca is. Hmm. Those are the main differences. That's super interesting. I've never had a handle on, yeah, the different sex. I don't know maybe what you would call them, but yeah. Yeah. Super helpful. And I mean, so Wiccans practice in covens and Druids practice in groves. I don't know. That's, that's a different term as well. There's another (laughs) little tidbit of a difference. Yeah. The Tarot Grove podcast. (laughs) 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 All right, Jacanovia, do you want to ask one of your questions? Yes. Okay, I'll start with Jess. Uh, Let me see. Okay, so what I know that you work, I'm going to say muggles, not in a disrespectful way, but just people who maybe aren't into the spiritual, magical life, right? And I'm wondering how you apply your spirituality and your practice into your daily interactions at work. Um, your relationships and, you know, just incorporating it there without being overt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, this is so funny because yes, I have a muggle job and I love that. If anybody's not seen Harry Potter, then please, please do. And you'll understand what that means. But, you know, basically the muggle job is just right now there is kind of a real world professional job, but then there's this other side that are more of the passion projects that I have that will hopefully take over the muggle job eventually. And, you know, there was a time where I was pretty closeted about all of that. Um, Not so much because, I mean, I wasn't afraid, like I work with an amazing team of people. Oh my gosh, I love my colleagues. And so they're very supportive and open and things like that. But it was more of like, well, you know, I don't think they're interested. Well, fast forward like the last year, well, six months, maybe since the first of the year where it's just, you know, it becomes such a part of you that it just feels like it's, if it's not out, it's just going to burst out, right? Like, so you kind of start becoming where you're living that lifestyle. So what does that mean? For me, it's very much about doing my yoga and meditation and redefining my spirituality because I, like many of our listeners out there, was raised in a conventional religion uh, where it was very, you know, Bible-based and basically anything having to do with tarot cards is absolutely of the devil and, you know, don't even touch them. And, you know, it's kind of, I that was part of my karma. Like I had to work through that and figure this out on my own. But once I did and things started making sense and then you're just more open to the message of the universe, you're like, wow, I just really can't keep this to myself. So what's funny and why I was laughing when you asked that it, you know, I've, I've started to read tarot publicly, um, just joined a, uh, an, a really fun, it's called Zen Swat Institute. They've got a ton of educational and they do Ayurvedic practice and have energy healing there. And so I'm being able to practice my tarot reading there and have workshops and educational things. And so it was about maybe a month and a half ago, we were on a call and we had just come back from a week long summer break. And it was like, what did everybody do? And I was like, 
oh my gosh, you guys, I got my Reiki to attunement and I'm uh, doing this with tarot and like, you know, kind of <laughs> just put it out there. And it literally fell out of my mouth. I had no control over saying it. And it was like, my soul just wanted to be known in that way. And it was total oh. crickets. <laughs> Oh no, because that's so beautiful that you did that. And it was fun, you know, and I I feel very comfortable with them. And it wasn't like, but it was more of like, nobody expected that to come out. Like, sure. You know, and then it was like, okay, anyone, anyone else? (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, baby steps with all of this. They were, I love, love, love my team. But it was really funny because afterwards I was like, that felt good. And, you know, With my own family, just it's like, you know what? I've I've gotten to the point where you realize that it's your authentic self that has to come out. Mm-hmm. And my family loves me. I love them. They may not agree with everything that I'm starting to explore. That's okay. It's not their journey. It's my journey. And I am so much more empowered. Um, and you know, it's even just this podcast, I have to think our coven just because providing the platform, the opportunity to talk about this and really uh, Jack and Ovia with your manifestation practice, it's like the more you talk about it, you verbalize it, it's out there. It becomes, it is real. It just helps it to solidify within yourself, um, a confidence and identification of like, yes, this is me. I'm not ashamed of it. It's actually part of the work that I'm here to do in the world. And, uh, uh, just, yeah, kind of stepping more into that. So I'm doing that more and more, not putting my light under a bushel uh, for any uh, Christian reference there, you know, from the past. It's like, I'm letting it shine because it's getting to the point where it's just burning underneath the surface so much that I can't help but just talk about it wherever. And if people are interested, great. If they're not, no worries. I don't take it personally because we're all on our own journeys, right? As you're talking, I'm so like struck by the language that you're using. It's just reminding me so much of the sun card. And for as long as I've known you, you've loved that card. And it's like, it's finally fully coming through for you. You know, like you've always been like that with us and on your tarot tarot IG page. But now it's like, you're just letting that shine everywhere. It's so beautiful. Thank you. And it feels really good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure I I haven't dyed my hair amethyst yet. It might be coming. (laughs) Who knows? But it's like we're all just kind of taking off these. um, It's not really a mask or anything. It's just, you know, layers that we've built on over the years. And it's like, oh, that doesn't feel good anymore. I've outgrown Mm -hmm. this. I've got to fly a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Shedding some skin. It's so uncomfortable. What did you say, Jack and Ovia? I'm sorry. I cut you off. Oh, that's okay. No, I just said the facades. They just get really uncomfortable when you wear them so long. You just can't bear to spend another minute in them to let it go. It's like too many pairs of tights on a cold day and you just get itchy and you got to rip them off. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) And you're sweaty and gross and you feel sticky. Yeah, I get it. Yes. (laughs) I have a question for Jazz, actually. Okay. Now, I know you have a background in nutrition and I was wondering, do you find yourself drawn to that kind of in your practice um, or for any healing with kitchen magic? Do you find that you use it a lot? So the short answer is no. And I hate to be a downer on the question. It's just that I, I'm not super into like kitchen anything. I don't know if we've talked about it on the show before or if it's just been like in our, in our meetups, but I am not huge on cooking. I, I have a lot of, I don't know if anxiety is the right word, but like I hate the conversation. What's for dinner? What do you want to have for dinner? Uh, what, like, what should we get at the grocery store? I don't know. Like, I kind of resent the fact that we have to eat three times a day. And like, 
I can also acknowledge that it's such a privilege to have access to fresh food. It's a privilege to eat three times a day and to be healthy and nourished. And at the same time, I can still say like, if I never had to cook again, what a lovely life that would be. And I have nothing against kitchen magic at all. I love the aesthetic of it. I love watching videos of people cook. I love seeing pictures of what people are doing. It's just not something I personally enjoy. But, you know, Tyler, like my fiance, total kitchen witch. Like he loves being in the kitchen. And I love when he bestows me with the gifts from the kitchen. So in a way, I guess like sometimes he'll ask me things like, um, well, what do you think would really bring in, you know, the like we're missing a protein tonight or we're missing a a vegetable. You know, we haven't had much of this in our diet lately. What do you suggest? So I can help it with that kind of stuff and I will give the answer there. But for me to put it into practice personally, not so much, but yeah. Well, and maybe to expand on that too, uh, and if you feel comfortable with talking about it, you are vegan Mm -hmm. and maybe kind of what led you to that decision in your own lifestyle? Was it when you study nutrition or was it prior to that? So I went vegetarian first. I think it's been almost like 11 years. And then it's been maybe like seven that I'm vegan, I think. And so it was a couple of years after I studied nutrition. Like I think there was about a three or four year gap there, like between when I studied and when I went vegan. And, you know, I I don't think that this is going to be the case at every school where they teach nutrition, but The school that I went to, I would not recommend. And if you want to privately DM me, if you're interested in it, I will tell you what school it is. But it was so rigid and like it really looked down on veganism. It really looked down on a lot of different things. And it was like, like I came out of that school measuring how much water I was drinking every day because it was just like it got really in my head and and it was so controlling. And so and maybe that was a personal experience for me and it's not for everybody, but that's where my head was at. But yeah, so it was it was a couple of years later that I went vegan. And honestly, it it wasn't a nutritional choice for me. It was me learning more about the dairy industry. Cause like I said, I was already vegetarian, so I wasn't eating meat. Uh, that was more of like a health decision, but that's a whole story. Um, but I learned more about like the dairy and the egg industry and stuff. And I felt really lied to, like, I thought I was doing a good thing by buying the certain kinds of foods that I was buying and you know, supporting the places that I was supporting. And then I did more research and I realized like, oh, it's no different than factory stuff. It's, it's really just as bad. And so I was like, well, I don't feel like being lied to anymore. I don't feel like giving these places my money. So I'm done, you know? Um, and I will say that ever since going vegan, I've definitely, I like cooking more now than I ever did before, which is still little, but it's still more. And I think it's because I I had to be more inventive at first when going vegan. You know, you're learning new tastes, new styles. You're adding tofu to stuff or more beans or whatever the case may be. So, but now I'm just like really simplistic about stuff. And I think there's still some like healing that I have to do from that nutrition school because basically it's just like, if there's a green vegetable on my plate, I feel pretty good about things like I'm happy with that. And I have to kind of disconnect in other ways just so I don't get back to that really fanatical, like, how much water have you had today? Like, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It was a great question. I was even though I, I don't know if that's where it that's where you assumed it would go, but I was excited to answer it. So it was more of a curiosity because mm. I know I've seen on your Instagram stories, you posted some really delicious looking food. Mm. And I was like, hmm, 
I want that recipe. Oh, it's all Tyler. Like I said, he's my kitchen oh. witch and I love it. It's very, it's very good to have a kitchen witch if mm-hmm. you are not one. So yes. note to all the listeners out there, it's highly recommended. I mean, almost immediately when we started dating, like he was always cooking and I was always cleaning up and I love to clean. So we made a pact like very early on, you cook, I clean. And it's worked out Perfect. pretty well. So, <laughs> all right. Well, I will ask my next question. And again, it's for both of you. So um, Jesse, I think you took my my first one first. So Jack and Ovia, you can hop in with this one. But last season to kick things off, I asked everyone what magic means to them. And so this year I thought I would ask, or this season, I guess I should say, how have you seen magic play out in your daily life? I had to really think about this one and I'm not sure if it can totally answer it, but it's kind of what came up. Mm -hmm. So in everyday life, magic is noticing, um, I'd say the blessings or the miracles. Like for an example, I have this magical machine in my house that pulls water from the earth from 50 feet below the surface. Mm -hmm. And it instantly puts that water that's clean and filtered into a tap, you know, at the, the twist of my wrist. That's magic. Like a hundred years ago, absolutely, I would blow people's minds. So yeah. I think it's little things like that. Just noticing that the magic is all around us. We just have to, we have to find the magic in things. I, I, I find a lot of people like they don't. It's not that they don't believe in magic, but they're like, well, I don't see it. Well, because you're not looking, mm-hmm. you'll never see it if you're not looking, right? So that's kind of how I try to incorporate it. And also, of course, there's always your messengers, your birds, your butterflies, whatever happens to be you know, flying in front of you at any given time. But uh, yeah, it's, it's mindful, uh, mindfulness, mindfulness and consciousness and awareness of, of those little things that all add up to make like this crazy magical life. I think that's a perfect answer because yeah, you're right. So often people are looking for a specific kind of magic that I think they're, they're looking for the supernatural stuff that's on TV and in movies. And it's like, that's, that's not really how it works. You know, like we don't have I mean, we have wands, but they don't necessarily shoot out colored streams of light. So, yeah, I mean, Practical Magic was a great movie. Sure. But, you know, (laughs) yeah, it's Hollywood. Let's just have a little more like lime and the coconut dancing around. That's magic enough. We don't need anything else. Margarita. (laughs) Yes. All right. How about you, Jess? For me, um, I think just my expanded awareness of our energetic bodies, right? 99.9% energy, which is just mind blowing, right? Everything is energy. It's, it's all around us. And so if we just pay attention, we can actually feel things that, you know, most we get so numb to doing the day to day, you know, if we feel like we have to exist in a cube and never touch the ground or, you know, not like tune into ourselves. It's like, I find that if I can just sit and just think about like, how am I feeling or smelling that rose as I go by, or, you know, just being grateful for things. It's like that energetic awareness that to me is so magical. And I will also say that throughout this time, just seeing the beauty, like I really try to I I try to stay educated, but I limit news for many reasons. And one of the ones is because I feel like it is very, they feed off of the negativity and we don't see enough of the good stories out there. And so I love when I'm just hearing about, you know, a side of whatever, what's going on, people are truly pushing love. They're, they're 
sharing the message of love. They're sharing the message of hope. They're creating it within their spaces. Like that is happening, people. And if you're not seeing it, you're watching the wrong thing. You're tuning into the wrong thing. So tune in by tuning into the good and the love and the hope and thinking about, okay, within my small space, what can I change? And of course, we can only control this, like yourself. That's it, right? So what can we do within this space to then impact the greater good? And that, I mean, you just kind of feel it. People are more aware. They're taking more um, time to just care about things and and maybe even speak up. Or And so that to me is magic. Love it. Great answers. Well, I kind of want to ask you the same question, Jazz, because, you know, both of us, you know, were part of that question early on in season one. And I'd love to hear where you're at. Sorry to throw this at you another mm. zinger that you weren't prepared for, but <laughs> anything, anything come to mind for you? Yeah. And I mean, I think I've touched on this a little bit before. Again, some of our conversations start to start to sort of melt together. And so I don't know if this was during a meetup or on a podcast, but I'll go a little deeper with it. So last summer, so summer of 2019, I had a few falling out fallings out, falling outs. Anyway, I, there were a couple of friendships that basically I just realized that they weren't going to be able to offer what I was looking for in a friendship. And this was part of like, this was adult Jasmine being like, all right, it doesn't have to be like this big thing where like, well, you're cut off and and we're done and goodbye forever. But it was more like, okay, here's what I'm really looking for in a friendship. And I totally get if you're not in a place in your life where you can offer me that. And like, let's just not say that we're so close or or feel like we have to always make plans with each other. Let's just say it is what it is. And like, there's no hard feelings, you know? It was still very difficult to let go, but it was almost, it was like, you know, I know this is the right thing to do as well. But I started to like say out into the universe, like, I I really want like a, a group of girlfriends that are sort of this way. Like I had an image in my head of, of a friend group that I really wanted. And well, earlier this year, it really manifested. And it's not that I don't have that with you guys, but I'm just talking about in real life friends for this moment. And for some reason, you know, this is one of like the bright spots of this whole pandemic. I mean, we were all really into doing video chats and and games over like online services and whatever. And we became so close. And like, I'm going to go away camping with them next weekend, which is going to be freezing. Oh, my God. Pray for me. But like, I would never do that with anyone else except for these two, because I feel I've never felt so comfortable. And I know that I started putting that out into the universe saying, I'm really looking for this kind of friendship. I really want to be loved in this way by women. And I want to to have two women or three or whatever to also love and to share that experience and to share that kind of friendship with. And it, and it came and it took a while, but it came and, and yeah, so that would be my answer. I love that. Yes. And such great introspective going back about the work you do have to put it out there people, right? What do you want? Create what you want. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Magic doesn't just happen. I mean, maybe sometimes, but there's work. I mean, if you want the universe to provide, you got to come halfway at least. So. Yeah, no, I I think part of it too is um, seeing your worth and knowing that you're deserving of receiving what you're trying to manifest. So like in your case, of course, Jess and I know that you're deserving of friends like that, but maybe you have to do some work to understand the value that you would bring to them too. It's not just them bringing that value. 
into your life, you're sure. reciprocating. Yeah. Yeah. I think, Jackanovi, I think you shared a post the other day that was like, don't feel like you have to hang on to something just because you've put so much time into it. And I think that was yeah. a big thing for me was I had been friends with certain people for so long that it was just like, well, why wouldn't I just be friend? Like, why, why would I stop? And it's like, oh, because it's not giving you what you want anymore. So, you know. Yeah. And everybody's growing. Right. So you you grow out of friendships it's a, yeah. it's and relationships and that's OK. Yeah, it is. It's it's sad and it can be tough, but yeah, it is OK. Well, Jasmine, I have another question for you uh, because I was really curious about this one. But um, at what time in your life did you discover your love of astrology and how has this influenced how you view the tarot? So my mom has always been really into astrology. And as a kid, I always knew my birth time. I always knew I was a Scorpio. She would always buy me like those little um, year ahead books. So like your horoscope for whatever year for Scorpio. And so I always knew like, oh, my ruling planet is. Well, at that time it was like it was a different sect of astrology. So modern astrology, my ruling planet was Pluto. But then, and I remember when they said that Pluto wasn't a planet anymore and I cried because that was my ruling planet and what was I going to do? And, but anyway, so I had a love for sun sign astrology anyways, when I was really young, but then that never really like cut it for, I, I mean, I guess sun sign astrology can be so, uh, not inclusive and not very like nuanced that it just never really worked for me. So I kind of walked away from that for a bit. And then it's really through getting back into or getting into tarot that I got back into astrology. And so I think I'm I think they both kind of influence each other, like both practices. And I'm still kind of trying to figure out how I want to work together or want to work with them together. But actually, like just recently, I watched this video from the account House of Good Spirits on Instagram, which I think was one of our community spotlights at some point. Um, but she shared this video about how each day she'll pull a card for like a specific transit that's happening or wherever the like whatever sign the moon is in or if there's um, like she pulled a card for the beginning of Libra season and so on and so forth. And I, that's so simple and I love it. And so I'm just beginning now to incorporate that into my practice as well. But yeah. Thank you. Love that. And you have Thank such you. great astrology notes and just as you talk about it, I mean, you, it's definitely one of your gifts that you can put all that into sensical, like just making it entertaining, making it, um, on on point. And so I appreciate that part of uh, the practice that you put out into the world. Thank, so thank you. you. Yeah. And I like I, that you can turn it into accessible language. So I mean, somebody like me who doesn't, <laughs> I don't really do a lot of astrology. You can speak it and explain it in a way that I understand without feeling completely and utterly lost. Oh, that's awesome. I'm so glad to hear that because there's so much, I mean, astrology can get really technical and kind of mathy and yeah, it, there's a lot of language that a lot of people I don't think understand. And like, I'm still learning so much. Like, I'm still very early on this journey, but I listen to a ton of podcasts and I listen to stuff that's like way beyond my knowledge level. But I just, I was like, it's like French immersion or something. Just drop yourself in and I'll figure it out eventually, you know? So oh, it's yeah. cool that I can help bring it, you know, a couple, like to the masses, whatever. That's awesome. Thank you. Yes. Keep doing it. Yay. Well, I think that's all of our questions, at least for this episode, but that was a blast. I think we should do that 
more often for sure. Um, uh, I already said I have a list of questions. I mean, we could have yeah. just done the full season on my question. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Jesse's Questions. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely do that again at some point. Um, where are we now? Okay, so we are going to tell a couple of spooky stories to get excited for Samhain and Halloween. Uh, we're going to share some now, and then we're going to like maybe tease a couple or tease some ideas for our Samhain bonus episode. But I know you each have a little bit of a story to tell. Um, I don't have anything spooky to share, really, unfortunately. But if you're interested in listening to me talk about spooky stuff, you should shameless plug head over to the Damn Fine TV podcast because, uh, you know, by this by the time this episode comes out, we'll, we will already have a few episodes out. But all October, we've been covering, you know, things like The Twilight Zone, the new season of The Haunting of Bly Manor, and Are You Afraid of the Dark? So we're also going to have a live Instagram on Halloween. So that should be fun. So I'll talk about other people's spooky stuff, but I don't have anything spooky of my own to share. So that's what you can do. But Jesse, why don't you tell us one of your stories? Hey, Mel's. Hey, Jasmine. You want to tell these lovely people about our show? Well, I sure do. We're the hosts of the Damn Fine TV Podcast. A weekly show where two TV-loving ladies... That's us! ...bring you fresh insights and fun conversations about all things TV. The name of our show is a reference to Twin Peaks. Damn fine coffee. But we discuss a wide variety of shows. Everything from Chilling Adventures of Sabrina to American Horror Story. Westworld, Umbrella Academy, Lovecraft Country, and tons more. And now for the obligatory clip segment of the ad... What even are the tardigrade mysteries? I need a timeline! That's getting a trash flag. Who is in you? Confused? Better subscribe and listen to the show. We've got new episodes every Wednesday. Just search Damn Fine TV wherever you listen to podcasts and we'll be there. And come hang out with us on Instagram at Damn Fine TV. We share TV news, celebrities that make us thirsty, and have fun polls. And if you're watching TV, make sure it's damn fine TV. Okay, so I only have a few. I'm going to save most of them for Samhain episode, but this is actually a really cool ancestral connection story. So I am very in tune with my paternal grandfather. Uh, I have multiple pictures of him in my office and his father was a gifted artist. It wasn't his professional trade, but he painted. And so there's paintings of my grandfather. I have a beautiful, big oil painting of him in my office. And he also, when I was younger, had given me a music box. Uh, it's not a music box. It's a it's maybe it is a music box. I don't know what you call it, but it's a musical thing. <laughs> it's not a box, but it's a thing. <laughs> musical sculpture. And it was about two years ago. I had it in my closet. I I mean, I hadn't played it ever, or at least for years. It's just been kind of up in a box. Nobody just touched this. And I remember it was one of those moments where you just feel 
you're you're being nostalgic or you're thinking, I wasn't thinking necessarily about my grandfather in particular, but I was just feeling connected to, you know, who am I, this family? I remember there was just something going on. And I kid you not, I'm sitting there and all of a sudden I hear this. Whoa. And it's getting to know you is the song, but like this music box just started playing and it had been years since anyone had turned it, it had been up in the closet, like nobody had touched it. I know. So I just like, I get chills even thinking about it, but it was one of those moments where I was like, thank you, grandfather. You know, it's just like, I love you. And I used to call him Gaga. So thank you, Gaga. (laughs) That's so cool. I mean, that's the kind of thing. I feel like I would have just started crying or something because it's so powerful, but that's really beautiful. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that with us. That's such a good story. Ah, So good. Yeah. Total chills. Yeah, mine's mine's not as sweet. Okay, well, that's all right. I'll share one. Okay, so backstory is, I lived in a very, very haunted house, which after we bought the house, we learned that it was a hospital for a little while. So, you know, it was very haunted and active. Right. I thought I was going crazy at that point. I hadn't really opened up spiritually that much. So, you know, you shake it off and you're like, yeah, whatever, whatever. It's just noises. Um, But the one thing that kind of sealed the deal and was like, okay, something's going on. So we had a backyard. My older two children were outside playing with friends. And because my younger two were going down for a nap. So I know 100%. I was the only one moving around in the house. So we'll just we'll set that stage right now. Um, and I, so I went upstairs to check on one of my daughters. And they were both sleeping. And uh, so I came down the stairs. And the way it was, I came around a corner and into the living room. And I looked. And you know those corn brooms? Like, like the, the really bristly corn mm-hmm. brooms? It was standing in the middle of the living room, upright, all on its own. Oh my God. I didn't put it there. It wasn't there when I went upstairs. Wow. And I was like, what? So yeah, that was, uh, that's, that's incredible. when I actually contacted the paranormal investigation group. Cause I was like, something's going on and I don't like it in my house. Oh my goodness. So, so, so what happened yeah. from there? Like, so you contacted this investigation group and then, and then do you want to tell us the rest? Oh or? yeah. Yeah. They, they came. I can talk about it more in the sound episode. That's actually where I learned a lot of like the warding and how to protect. And I learned a lot about like, dealing with very negative energies, <laughs> things like that. Um, but yeah, they came in. They were amazing, of course. And they did an investigation. They caught a lot of stuff, like especially like voices. Um, and the funny thing was, is that's how I learned I could hear them because I thought it was all in my head. Like I said before, I was like, I'm going nuts. Right. And uh, when they came back and showed me the evidence, they actually got me answering questions and, and responding to things that they caught that nobody else heard. But I was answering it. Whoa. So wow. that was like the validation I needed that I was like, OK, yeah, they told me to CAT scan. That's excellent news. Uh- <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so that's cool. amazing. OK, yeah, because on the Samhain episode, we're going to share um, some trick or not tricks, but tips on, you know, protection spells, maybe some warding, you know, how to tell if you're living in a haunted house, stuff like that. We'll save that for the Samhain episode. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But it, am I mistaken that that that's not the only time that you've called a paranormal investigation team or you used to work as a paranormal investigator or something? Like, I feel like there's more history here. Yeah, well, that was the time that I actually called one for help because at that point, like I said, I didn't know 
much about that side of spirituality. I was like all in the, I was into the tarot cards and stuff, but that was it. Mm -hmm. And, um, but from there, because of that experience, of course, I developed gifts and such. And um, so there was a couple of other paranormal groups who would contact me saying, hey, do you pick anything up from this? Can you give us some, an energy reading off of A, B, or C or, you know, that kind of thing. So I did actually help other paranormal groups after that. Oh, so, so cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you'll have some more stories to share then on the Samhain episode for sure. And Jesse, you said you have at least another couple, right? So I do. I can't wait Yay. for that episode. Yeah. Great. Well, we had to we had to share a couple here because I mean, the day that this episode comes out is the kickoff to Scorpio and spooky season. I mean, well, spooky season has already started, but it's at least the kickoff to Scorpio season. So we had to share a couple, but and I do hope people will take part in your Scorpio season tarot challenge, yeah, Jazz. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I haven't, as of recording this, I haven't announced anything. But by the time this comes out, it will definitely be out there. I, yeah, it should be fun. It's, uh, if you took part last year, it's different prompts. So, I mean, for the most part, anyways, there's some that are, they've got some echoes of last year, but it's a new thing for sure. So, yeah. Well, you gave us a sneak peek and mm -hmm. I am all over it. I think I've already told you about a couple of particular ones that I'm really excited. Yay. Yeah. Yes. Get yeah. immersed I'm excited. in Scorpio season. It's going to be great. Yeah. I'm sure we'll share some of that on the Tarot Coven Instagram, but definitely hit up my Instagram for more info. All right. Well, now we are going to pull a couple of cards for November. So what decks are you guys using tonight? I'm using my Hilda tarot. So I thought it would Cute. be fun to just have a playful message for this reading. Nice. I'm using my deck of the bastard. Yay. My new favorite. Yeah. Well, I'm just using the modern witch tonight. I went, I almost chose the Smith weight, but I was like, I want Smith weight, but I want inclusive Smith weight. So let me go with modern witch. And so I guess we'll just each pull one card and just kind of talk about like what energies are coming in for the month of November. Maybe does that sound good to you gals? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I had two jump out, but they okay. kind of go together. So sure. Like a one, one message. Thing. That works. Yeah. There's one. Uh, okay. Yes. Got mine. Oh, and the magician at the bottom of the deck, of course. I love like the <laughs> shuffling and stuff. It's like ASMR. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to leave a section <laughs> of that in for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who's first? All right. Well, Jack and Ovia, yours popped out first. So you want to kick us off? All right. Well, I got the five of wands and the four of swords. They actually came up together and they're both upright. So what I'm going to say is this means that um, it's time to take a rest from whatever it is that you've been fighting against mm. or, you know, different energies that perhaps aren't feeling very good. Stop thinking about it. Just take a break because you're you're so worn out right now. You just need to you need to just rest and recover because you can't even see the situation clearly at this point. So it's like you're, you're fighting against something you don't even understand because you can't you don't have the brain power right now. So chill out, relax. Take some time off. You'll be good. Yeah. Clear your oh head. Oh my gosh. I love that. I'm actually going to jump in because I feel like it leads into my card, which this picture is so perfect. And it's the Empress. And I'm going to hold it up in case you guys can see it. 
the Empress, everyone. And there's a picture of Hilda in the bathtub, just giving herself all the nurturing love. And, you know, it is, it's been so crazy. We have to take care of ourselves. So this is all about nurturing what you need, what brings you joy as we've all been sharing. You know, that's just kind of this aha. It's like, wow, I can only move ahead if I'm feeling good. So what does that look like? And realize that so much that's out there is just such a distraction. You know, just take it away, tune out and really go inward and make sure that you are just keeping yourself in your light. What does that look like? If it's rest, if it's pulling people around you that can love you and support you, it's doing that thing that you've wanted to do for so long, but maybe haven't taken the time to do it. This is the season to start growing that within yourself to move up to that next level. And the last part of it that's coming to mind is really about, you know, don't get caught up in the craziness because it really just adds to the noise. What can you do to grow and help those around you see the beauty and the growth um, and just create that within your environment. So Empress Energy, let's just grow within ourselves, grow within our talents. We are just meant for so much more. How can we create change in our world at this time? Beautiful. So I'm loving the way that this happened with Jekinovia's cards popping out, then Jesse's and then mine, because I really feel like mine mine brings the culmination of it in a way like we're talking about taking the rest from whatever we're fighting about clearing our head and then you know filling our cup before we can go back to filling other people's cups taking care of our body and then I got the king of swords so I feel like that's the culmination because it's like once you do all of those kinds of steps then you're speaking your truth you're being clear you're communicating at that point you know what you need to say you know what needs to come out you know how to move forward and so so take that time to go within and figure all of that out and then stand by what comes to you be clear you know whatever your communication might be maybe it's a conversation maybe it's writing maybe it's Uh, Maybe it's a creative project, really, that's helping your communication come through. But whatever it might be, get it out there and then stand by it because you've taken the time to really go within and see that that's the path that you need to take. And and the King of Swords has that energy of like, yep, this is it. And I'm standing, I'm standing tall and I'm standing in my truth. Great message. Thank you. November seems exciting. I like it. Bringing all these lessons home, wrapping up everything that's kind of come to our awareness. It is wild. No, go ahead. No, it's really cool that earlier in the episode, we were already talking about having to learn these lessons Mm. this summer, about taking time, um, you know, choosing your battles, being authentic and speaking your truth. So it's just really cool how these are the cards that actually came up. Yeah, yeah. I love when that happens with the tarot. And it happens so often. It's, I mean... You know, I, I, we've talked about this before. I have nothing against predictive tarot, nothing against looking into, you know, the future and all that kind of stuff. But you're right, Jekinovi. I mean, this is a total reflection of what we've already been talking about and just more validation, you know? So, but yeah, so November seems, seems exciting. It seems a little restful and, and empowering. And it's wild to think that it's, 
November. And then there's, oh. you know, one month left of 2020, but bring on 2021 because <laughs> at least it's a new numerical year. We'll see what happens, you know? But you, you know what makes me nervous is because 2019, at the end of 2019, I was like, you know, yeah. fuck you. I'm so done with this year. <laughs> yeah. And then it was like, I got a few months into 2020. I'm like, 2019, I'm really sorry. Would you please <laughs> come back? Like, you know? <laughs> Man, I remember January 2020 before, you know, things really kicked off. It seemed like that was going to be the only month of the year. Like that was the longest 31 days ever. And then, you know, 2020, it was like, okay, hold my beer, hold my January beer and let me show you what else I got. Okay. (laughs) But at least it's like, I mean, this has been the year of the emperor uh, by numerology, right? Because we've got 2020, so two plus two. So at least we're moving into a new kind of card, a new kind of energy. We're going to move into the hierophant. It's going to be something different. At least we're we're learning lessons still, I'm going to assume, but they're different lessons. So, you know. Oh, yeah. It's a lot more awareness coming into play, I think. Yeah. How are we looking at things? Is that exactly what's happening? What are we Mm -hmm. being told? Is that the truth? It's Mm -hmm. like always looking at things about, okay, I'm, I'm being told one thing. Let me put this against my own intuitive. How does it, my intuitive space. So yes, we're just being groomed for, for it. I think (laughs) it's going to be very exciting. Totally. Totally. Well, and speaking of looking ahead to, you know, 2021, let's look ahead a little bit to what's happening in season two. We haven't done any long, long-term planning like into 2021 yet, but over the next couple of months, we're going to have a couple of interviews. We're going to be exploring the suits. So we've already kind of explored the court cards and the elements. I'm sure it's a thing that we'll return to at some point, but we're going to explore the suits for now. And of course, we're going to wrap up our Wheel of the Year bonus series. You know, we've still got um, obviously Samhain, uh, Yule, and then I never know how to pronounce this one. So Jekinovia, what's the final one on our Wheel of the Year bonus episodes? Imbolc or Imolk, depending on who you ask. See, that's why. And I watched a video of like pronunciation and there was two different things. And I was like, I'm going to let Jekinovia do it because she's our expert. So, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, we'll be wrapping up that bonus series for sure. And then in the new year, we've got some ideas for like a book club, we're going to be revisiting the symbols. Um, and then we we were thinking about doing, uh, you know, for this new bonus series, we might be diving into the chakras. So let us know what you guys think about that. If you have other ideas for bonus episodes, like we don't have to stick to one bonus series. Really, we could do a whole bunch of different things because we're also thinking about starting a Patreon page. But and we do have some ideas. Uh, actually, Jack and Ovia made this amazing spreadsheet for us that like really outlined so much that we could really jump forward with. But we'd love to hear from you guys, you lovely listeners. Like, would you be interested in a Tarot Coven Patreon page? If you are, what would you be interested in seeing on the Patreon page? Um, like I said, we do have some ideas. We don't want to share too, too much yet. We want to keep, you know, keep some tarot cards close to our chest for the time being. But yeah, we'd love to hear from you. So send us an email. There's a link in our bio to that, or just come hang out with us on Instagram and send us a DM there and let us know what you would like to see or what you'd like to see more of on the podcast or even on our Instagram page, whatever. Um, Yeah. Anything to add, gals? I just, let's keep the conversation going. And when I was listening back to the Maven ex, um, episode, 
Jack Novia just saying, we love the conversations. Don't hesitate mm-hmm. to reach mm-hmm. out with what you're learning, what you're loving, anything you want us to talk about. I love that you said it's a sacred gift and it truly is. And I mean, we want to create community. If you feel um, like you just need a, someone to listen to, please just message us because we we are all about moving our listeners, everyone that we're coming in contact with forward and we have to do it together. So. Yeah. Yeah. And there are no stupid questions. There's no stupid questions. I don't care how early you are on your path. There are no stupid questions. Please ask. Yes. Agreed. Definitely come with those questions. Cause you know what? So often, even when you're at those beginning stages and you think it's a stupid question, Like I've had people approach me with questions and I'm like, I've really never thought about that before. That's such a fantastic question. And now I'm growing just as you're growing, you know, so definitely don't hesitate. Well, I think that wraps it up for our premiere. It's so fun to be back. So fun. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be a great season. Yeah, I'm so excited. I hope the listeners are as excited as we are. Um, We're running a little long, so you can just find where to follow us in the show notes. It's all down there. and. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Tarot Coven cast. Stay tuned for our next bonus episode where we'll be talking all about Samhain. And for our next regularly scheduled episode where we'll be interviewing a very special guest. And until then, everyone, keep making magic.